Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness, discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill, and I'm an advanced level eventer, dedicated yogi and meditator, self-improvement enthusiast, and a plant-based athlete, and I am home in Pennsylvania. I am Tyler Held, and I am a professional groom with a master's in sports psychology. I'm a fitness and nutrition enthusiast, and I focus on positive thinking and motivating others. I am also in Pennsylvania, currently at Emily's house. Yep, back at my home recording. Not in Canada with birds No, us this episode. I wish we had some fun like noises in the background, but... We might. Stay tuned. Cool. Yeah, it could happen. Emily's dog, we were just talking about how he's not the sharpest crayon in the drawer, so... <laughs> yeah, he's h- hanging out on the couch currently. Looking pretty quiet, but you never know. Anyway, so... <laughs> um, let's uh, start getting into this. So we have a little housekeeping to do yep. before we get into the main topic. Um, last month we did a poll to select this month's topic, and the choices were cross-train your life and presenting your best self. And the winner is... Dun-dun-dun! Presenting your best self. Uh, apparently that is what our listeners really wanted to yeah. hear. Um, don't worry to the listeners that voted for cross-train your life. That's coming next month. Don't so worry. We got you. Anyway, we can't wait to get into this topic, especially me, because I kind of like this topic. Um, But first, we have some other things to uh, talk to you about. So if you've listened to the podcast before, welcome back. But if you haven't, welcome. Um, As we stated in our introduction, our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. Um, I kind of just want to give like a foundation, like in case you haven't listened to the podcast before, we start each episode Um, checking in on some of the goals we're working on, which we discussed in episode one. Then we're both avid readers, so we talk about books we're reading and how they teach about life and horses. Um, And then we'll dive into the main topic. We round out each episode with listener questions, which we um, siphon through our social media accounts. And we have actionable advice. Um, So if you ever have any questions for us, be sure to reach out on social media because we really love doing that as part of our show. Yeah. So speaking of reaching out, we got a wonderful five-star review on Apple Podcasts from the username OTTB Love that reads, love these two, the content is relevant, they are fun to listen to, and I love the premise of taking control and changing your life. Reading books, setting goals, getting healthy, all while doing what we love, which is being around horses. Keep it up, ladies. I always look forward to your sessions. Wow. That's a good review. Yeah, that's like so, a solid review. So, thanks, OTTB Love. Exactly. Not sure exactly who you are, but, you know, we're a fan. So. We love OTTBs too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, if any other listeners want to shout out on the air, please rate and review our podcast. Yeah, and we will make sure to um, give you some credit and love for that. So. All right, shall we dive into our goals? We shall. What have you been up to this month, Emily? Well, I'm happy to report that I'm making progress on my goals. Wow, so proud. I know. I have been like, oh, they're a work in progress, but now I'm actually making progress, so it feels pretty good. Uh, One of my goals was to teach a clinic in Wisconsin, which I did last month, um, which was great, and I had an amazing time. That was in... Sheboygan yeah (laughs) yeah my favorite place on earth despite never having been there just based on I'll take you someday Sheboygan yeah so anyway thanks again to Tammy Rousseau for hosting and uh everyone who participated it was a really fun group of horses and riders and uh it was also nice because I had some few like surprise spectator appearances some of my childhood friends just showed up to like watch and even my vet growing up Dr. Geyer, um, she came out, which was like a huge surprise. She's like, oh, Emily, like I follow you on social media. I haven't seen you. Like I haven't seen her since I was like in high school. Wow. And so she came out and it was, it was fun. Well, and I also saw that you taught a yoga class, which is I did. another goal of yours is to teach yoga. Mm-hmm. So that was, so I taught, taught yoga, which was great. So that's one checked off. I'd already kind of checked that off because I've taught you guys a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. but this was more that's more, you know, more of a class. And um, 
It also ties into another goal that I have, which is finding a charity that I'm passionate about and giving to it. Um, and that could mean like time and or money. Uh, so the yoga class that I taught on the Sunday morning of the clinic, it was like a donation yoga class. So, um, you know, it was free, you could just do it. But if you wanted to, you could give some money to Reigns, uh, which is an equine assisted therapy. Okay. Center. Very cool. So, and that's based in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. So, anyways, it's a really cool organization. I volunteered there when I was younger, and my mom is on the board, and um, it's just great because I've seen how the program like improves the lives of everyone involved, um, participants and volunteers. So, yeah, that was fun. And a side note. I've also been clipping the proof of purchases on Triple Crown feed bags because you can send those in and then they donate money to like whatever, um, I guess, thing that you want it to go to. Oh, cool. So like Reigns, um, they have this thing set up. So if I send in the proof of purchases on my Triple Crown feed, they get... I think it's like 35 cents per proof of purchase, Whoa, which but isn't like you a lot. But get a we, lot of grain for... We feed a ton of horse feed so yeah. like they're getting lots of proof purchases so that's just a little way to give back as well and um so yeah that's been really great to kind of do that and then um another one of my goals was to put money into my savings monthly which I've not been the best about like previous to this year but I've been really good this year and all of my extra money from like clinics and lessons just goes straight into savings wow so, yeah, which I know, like, for some people, it's like, wow, savings. Like, I've been doing that since I was three. But I just, I'm more of a live-in-the-moment kind of person. And sometimes it's hard for me to, like, put things away for the future. So You know, my parents did the, um, like, I think when I was growing up, like, the, first, the very first allowance I got, it was a dollar in person. And right. then a dollar went into your savings account. Yeah. And so they instilled that, like, savings account. But my, you know... Same thing. My brother was like you. He was like, I want this Nerf gun. I'm yeah. buying the Nerf gun. And I'm definitely more of the, you know, like, what would you do with a million dollars? Like, I'd probably just have it in my bank account and stare at right. it. I'd be like, look at that. I got a million but dollars. But you can't take it with you I know. You I don't go. know. I don't know why I'm like it. And I just like. <laughs> yeah. Um, my stepdad kind of has tried to instill the savings yeah, thing yeah, into yeah. me and also into to my mom I think I'm yeah. throwing her under the bus but like we're both more of a like let's do this now experience all that whatever well but I I am trying to get it better good to have a safety net because I sure. like I will I'm just like my I, I don't spend money like I will never spend more than like ten dollars yeah. on a pair of pants and I'm like oh like this is ridiculous yeah we'll talk about that later but <laughs> I have gotten better about like you know you only live once and like I pay for experiences in food and like yeah. for, for right now like I do not compromise on the quality of food that I'm putting in my body. I'm like, you yeah. know what? It is a little bit more expensive, but I'm going to pay for it. And, like, if there's something that I like to do, um, like CrossFit and jujitsu, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I enjoy this, and I only and live once. If a so. fun opportunity, like once-in-a-lifetime opportunity comes up, like you're probably going to yeah. use some of that money. Yeah, exactly. It's good to have that ability. So Very good. What about... Your goals, Tyler, where are you at with that? So, again, like, I have, like, a couple goals that are, you know... You're great. pulling an Emily? I'm pulling a little bit of an Emily. But I did I did jump a cross-country jump. That's exciting. Technically. It was a very small log that Still I a cross -country trotted size. into and cantered out of. Good. Um, I took a horse on a gallop, and the log was there, so we jumped it. And I think that's the definition of cross-country. Cross-country, baby. Yeah. I'm back at it. Well on my way to my bucket list goal of winning a one-star. Yeah. Um, so my other touching on goals relates to my bucket list because mm -hmm. I did put going paintballing is on my bucket list. <laughs> and I put it on my 19 goals in 2019 because I was like, this is one that needs to get crossed out in 2019. And yeah. um, I'm on a message thread with like these guys from my jujitsu gym. And I sent them my bucket list because they were talking about going skydiving. And everyone was like, oh, it's on, on my bucket list. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's on my bucket list, too. And I got called out 
for having going paintballing on my bucket list. They're like, dude, you can do that anytime. They, like, they were like, literally, there's like 10 places within 20 minutes of here that are $17 to go paintballing. Like, I think you need to aim a little bit higher as far as things you want to do before you die. Yeah. I do have a birthday this month. July 29th is my birthday. Everyone should know that because I love my birthday. Okay, um, you're one of those people. Yeah, I love, yeah. Like, it's my birthday month, basically. Right. And I'm going to be in Montana, like, the last, my birthday week. So, like, my birthday week will go into August, as it always does, really. Yeah. Um, so, you're basically saying that I need to plan some sort of paintballing excursion? I mean, maybe. My... Okay, I'm, I'm taking that as a hint. So, okay. Paintballing. So, that's coming. Uh, but other than that, I really got nothing on goals. Besides okay. the fact that I, you know... One of my goals was to take a jiu-jitsu class, and I'm signed up for a jiu-jitsu tournament next so that's weekend. above so and beyond. I'm, like, extra achieving on a goal. Yeah, exactly. So you're fine. Yeah. You're totally fine. Wow. Guess what it's time for, Emily? What time is it? It's books, books, books! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> books, books, books. Um, all right. So I have been reading this book. It's called The Book of Delights by Ross Gay, and I actually heard about it on a podcast that I listened to, and it's um, it's a nice read because it's just like, it's a book of essays, and um, it's written over a year of the author's life, and he tried to write an essay a day, basically, and he was just um, finding kind of like the small miracles and joys of everyday life, and so it was like, it's just it's an easy, fun read, but it also encourages you to like closely observe your life and find delight in une- unexpected things. So oh, I like that. It's um, it's enjoyable. So not incredibly deep, but you can like, I guess you can look into it and take take any, it on a deeper yeah. level. But it's just, is there any like nice. stark takeaways that you've been like, wow, like that really changed my perspective of things. That is a good question, and I wish <laughs> I wish that I had a better answer. Um, but off the top of my head, no. But it just really like made me think, like, oh well, you know, find something interesting in just an ordinary event. Like yeah. this guy sometimes rides like public transport, so he's like trying to find little things like on the bus or the train that would keep things interesting and very cool yeah anyway so enough about that but this is not technically a book but I've also been reading I I can't with this one (laughs) this is like (laughs) I've also been reading travel and leisure magazine this has no place in books 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 (laughs) well I'm I'm talking about it because I found something super interesting and I didn't know how else to talk about it so um yeah we've been getting this travel and leisure magazine delivered to our house and um it's supposed to be for the guy who used to live here but we don't know where he lives anymore and I kind of like the magazines so. so this woman is literally committing a felony and bringing her magazine that's I mean, not what hers what am I supposed to do about it into books 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 <laughs> yeah and publicly talking about it anyway I don't I don't know I'm enjoying it okay. so and all right I, I'll I allow it allow it yeah so my point behind talking about this is I I learn new things like about new places and one of the coolest thing I learned is that you know Airbnb mm-hmm. where you can like rent rooms houses whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. did you know that they have an adventure section like through their airbnb you can book travel adventures wow and so you can like book activities with knowledgeable locals and seasoned guides and they'll like include meals accommodation transportation and gear um and it just was cool because i didn't know it existed so then i like went online looked it up i found this really cool thing um that PJ and I could do while we're in Europe this okay. September. He doesn't know about this, but there's this like surf yoga and woodland wild camp and basically you learn how to surf and then you do yoga and then you camp out and you like cook out and then you do some more yoga and surfing. And it's like under two hundred dollars a person. Okay. I'm, and I am it I'm, seems really fun. I'm less mad about this now because this ties in one of your goals for the year yeah. is to take a 
vacation with your husband. Yeah. So that ties into that. And I will say that taking vacations away from horses helps prevent burnout, which is part of presenting your best self. Good so, tie-in. Good yeah. job. See, there is a purpose to this. All right. But I'm, I'm going to stop talking about my book and not technically a book. And Tyler, now you can talk about your books. Okay. Um, oh, I need to pull up the quote I wanted to read because that's here. Jeez, Tyler. I know. I'm so Come unprepared. But anyway, the book is called um, How Champions Think by Bob Rotella, and he's a sports psychologist. He actually works with golfers and equestrians. Um, but, you know, it's another one of those sports psychology books that I've read enough at this point that I'm like, am I reading another sports psychology book? But I do tend to, like, refresh and get something new from each one. Mm -hmm. um, and this is another kind of quote that ties into burnout and mindset and, and kind of ways that you can prevent your best self. So um, the situation that he uses to demonstrate the concept is uh, someone that got into logging because he loved the forest and loved being outdoors. He loved the feeling that by selecting the right trees for cutting, he was being a good steward and helping the forest stay healthy. But as the years went by, this fictional lumberjack stopped noticing the smells and sights of the forest, the birds and the animals, and the clean air. He got bored with cutting trees. He decided he hated the sound of a power saw. Pretty soon, he started telling himself that he hated being a lumberjack. His productivity fell. He was in danger of losing his job. If he came to me at this point, I would tell him he had two choices. He could quit being a, lum a lumberjack and find some other line of work or he could fall in love with it again. He could start deliberately noticing the forest again. He could find ways to renew his pride in his work. And maybe he could get a set of earplugs to mute the sound of the saw. So like, you know, one of those situations yeah. where you go in and like you start something because you love it and, and the years go by and it's just like kind of wears down on you. And I hate to say it because like I love like the horses in the horse world, but I see it happen to too many of us. Yeah. Um, just I mean it just kind of like wears on you and you can kind of lose sight of yeah why you started doing it in the first place so yeah. so that was that's a, good yeah I really yeah. enjoyed that that quote from the book and thought it was really relatable to yeah everything that we're talking about here um I read another book about jujitsu because you know I can't do anything in moderation so gotta be all jump, in on in. all sorts of things in my life um, and then I'm currently, I'm going to finish it tonight because, you know, it's the last day of the week, so i got to finish gotta, my book. Got to do it. Um, but it's called The Performance Cortex, and it's um, pretty much geeking out about the structures in the brain that relate to performance and talks about some of the things that science, scientists are doing to understand, like, okay, why does this person become a star athlete and this person doesn't? And it's just like, I don't know, there's something to be said about learning about the way that our mind works and you know, creates motion and yeah, everything like that. That's interesting. So in this book, is it basically saying that, like, the difference between a star athlete and not is all in the brain? Or are there... There's a little bit, like... I know I've talked a little bit about, like, deliberate practice and everything yeah. like that before and, like, practicing and having the feedback and everything. And they're kind of isolating the part of your brain, like, called the performance cortex it's like a halo above yeah. your head um and like what parts light up so there's one part that they're talking about um you know like visualization is big mm -hmm. and they run like brain scans on people of when they're watching a skill that they know how to do versus when they're watching a skill that they don't know how to do and when they're watching a skill that they know how to do the part of their brain that's lighting up is the part of the brain that lights up when they're actually doing the movement but when they don't know how to do the movement, it's a completely different part of the brain. Wow. So if you know That's how really to do something yeah. and you're watching it, you're increasing the part of your brain that needs to be acting while you're doing it by not even doing the task at all. That's interesting. So like watching, you know, I don't know, Olympic sport of yeah. any kind, like horse related or not yeah and if you do that sport already like that can help you yes it's this is what, what I'm taking I'm, away what I'm taking away it's kind yeah. of what I'm taking away from it too and it's like huh. you know it's a little it's one of those things where like 
I am so into like science and nerding out on all of that, but I will be completely humble and tell you like I've never taken an advanced chemistry class. I've never taken advanced physics class. Like I've never taken neuroscience yeah. before, but I've read enough about it to like kind of understand some of the brain structures and um, another company they reference is called like Halo Neuroscience and it's these headphones that like have these electronic stimulators like over the performance cortex that's supposed to like prime your brain for like if you wear these headphones for 20 minutes right before you do like a repetitive task like shooting free throws or like mm-hmm. you know go jump a jump a hundred times and not that you would want to do that to any horse <laughs> but um like that kind of thing that you would actually learn the skill faster and retain it more because your huh. yeah cortex is like being primed. primed so I it's, like it. It's super interesting. Um, it is interesting. And if you feel like geeking out about it, I would definitely check out that book. Cool. All right. Well, um, let's get into the main topic. All right. Presenting your best self. Okay. So we've broken this down into like two major sections. So basically like how you can present your best self from within and then also your um, outer appearance. So it's common to associate this topic as being strictly about your outward appearance, but we believe that a huge part of presenting your best self starts from within. It's so funny. I'm like, I'm definitely going to let Emily take the reins on like the outward appearance stuff. And as she was like saying that when she said this as a topic, presenting your best self, I didn't think at all like outward appearance. I'm like, it's all from from the in. So I'm yeah. going to I'm going to kind of take the reins on the the inside or like not even all inside but the fundamentals of success that don't require any skills or any talent like being on time making an effort being high energy having a positive attitude being passionate using good body language being coachable doing a little bit extra being prepared and having a strong work ethic like all of these little things that like people notice and make a huge difference it doesn't actually take any talent like you don't have to be good at something to just like go and be excited and work really hard yeah you just have to be like conscientious of yeah you might need to channel yeah channel it in right but um these are all really achievable for anybody that wants to to do these things yeah so you know for me a big thing is um kind of the energy a person puts out not to sound all like woohoo with energy but um you know there's definitely a vibe that certain people put out there's something the to it like we we're on the spectrum yeah of the you know there are some people on other ends of the energy spectrum that are a little like, wow, that seems really out there. But I feel like yeah. I'm definitely on the spectrum of like people's energy is something that you feel like when you, you walk you into a room. You definitely can notice it. And like also to me, I think horses can notice your energy. Oh, for sure. Like that's probably the biggest, you know, I don't, I'm blanking on the word, but like they probably are better guides, judges judge of character. Right. Or energy. Like, I think that's part of the reason why um, you want to do a working interview with someone when you're working with horses. It's just like, how do the horses react to them? Because there are those people that come in and it's just like, wow, like the horses just like yeah. stepped away from this person. They yeah. were not putting off the right energy. And positive energy attracts positive things, in my opinion. Yeah. So, you know, put good out, you'll get good back. Absolutely. Um, and then also... If you're having problems with your energy level, I think it's good to um, find the source that is draining you, like what's taking away your energy. Right. So, like if you hang out with somebody and you feel drained afterwards, like not in a good way, you know, you may need to reassess your relationship with that person or, you know, if every day after work you're completely emotionally drained, physically drained, whatever, again, like assess assess kind of your life and find the areas that are draining you and try to take action and do something about that well I think we live in a world too where like a majority of the people like have the Mondays and like you know like they can't get their day started until like you have a cup of coffee or anything like that it's not to say like you have to be a bright beautiful butterfly morning person but like 
if you literally have to drag yourself out of bed every morning and you're like struggling to maintain a positive energy like there's something in your life that needs to be addressed because like it shouldn't be like that yeah i just i just don't believe it no i would have to agree with you so um another thing that we find important is taking initiative yep and um this is something like what and again it doesn't take a rocket scientist to notice that a trash can is full or a wheelbarrow is full and like make the connection that oh maybe someone didn't tell me to do this job right now but like I should do it because it's full or like yeah. there's a piece of trash on the ground like there's no rule that says like this is your job to like pick up this piece of trash that blew out here but who else is gonna do it you know like if you want to be the best self like you need to take responsibility for your environment and everything that's around you and like you need to take pride in the fact that like your farm doesn't have any trash on it and be a part of that by picking up the thing that blew away yeah and people notice when you put an extra effort like that yeah and it says a lot about your character so just having enough like inward motivation um and that you can take that initiative yeah absolutely so all right. Also, um, emotions are a big part of your inward self. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you want to make sure that you don't let your emotions control you. Yeah, I think a lot of people, like, will put themselves in a box of, like, how, you know, how they think that they're feeling. Like, especially relating to, like, three um, major emotions, which we're going to call the three C's that we came up with on our own. Yeah, this is not even stolen from anywhere. Yeah. This is this three is C's that... Purely we, from our brain. The whole equestrian is, like, trademarking this. Right. Um, confidence, courage, and curiosity. I think it's... These are three emotions especially that we kind of say, like, oh, I'm just not that confident. Or, like, you look at someone else and say, like, they're very confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not... That's just not how it is. Like, you can take ownership for your emotions yeah and you know i'm sure everybody's heard the fake it till you make it so if you want to be more confident well guess what you should probably start acting like it and sometimes action then creates the actual feeling yep so um confidence is huge courage is another thing yeah um you know and i think it just like having the courage to do what you believe is right and also to stand up for yourself and others. Yeah. To me, that's important. Like, that says a lot about your character. Well, and, like, you know, especially if you are, like, one of these people. Like, we do have a lot of really hardworking people in the horse industry. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, it does take courage, too, like, when you need a break to say something about it. Um, and to say, like, hey, I need to take care of myself right now. Because, like, that's really hard. That is hard. I mean, I it's was... hard to ask for help or, like, say that you need something. I was at Essex, and um, I had some weird thing, like, happening with my breathing. And, and my breathing started getting really constricted. And I felt an obligation to my horses and my job. And I kind of, like, pushed it under the rug and pushed it under the rug. And, um, like, a few hours later, I, I really there was like a stabbing pain in my side and I'm like, I'm, I'm a tough girl. And I was like, something's yeah. not right. And I ended up going to the urgent care and you know, my colon was distended and pushing on my diaphragm, which not pleasant, but, but thankfully yeah, it wasn't it anything se- more unpleasant. serious, but like something was legitimately wrong with me. And like, it took courage to say like, Hey guys, I need to go get this yeah. checked out. Right. It's too easy sometimes to just try to ignore something hope it goes away because you're trying to you know not let the team down not whatever it is but sometimes like you just have to know when you when there's something really wrong yeah (laughs) so and then I think um curiosity like always having that like kind of you just want to know more and like learn I think that attitude towards life is always accepted with more positive feedback than you know like I know everything like always feel like there's something that you can learn from someone else no matter who it is yeah um and we've talked about this in 
I don't remember exactly what episode, but like the beginner's mind, the yoga kind of philosophy, um, just coming into new situations with an open mind, like learning whatever you can from it. Um, And that, you know, people, I think people like being able to share information with you. So like being curious about people in their life and like asking things or like if you don't know how to do something getting advice from other people like people actually enjoy helping you so if you have that curiosity you can maybe even strengthen relationships from that I think so this is a complete side note like completely utterly side note okay go but this bracelet I've been wearing for two years is about to break in half, and I'm gonna cry about oh, it. I see it. Look at I it. I was wondering why you were playing with I was your like, wrist. I was like, oh no, because it's like one of those metal bracelets yeah. that has a. It's my she who has a why can bear anyhow bracelet, <gasps> and like literally, like I, I think if that. I bend it right now, it's gonna okay. snap in well, half. Just try to forget that for a moment. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> we'll deal with that later. We'll get you a new one. It'll be okay. Communication. <laughs> How you communicate with others. Um, I don't think we really need to go, like, super in-depth on that topic because we could do, like, a whole episode just based on, like, leadership communication tactics. Yeah. Um, but I will say that, like, it is something that you can work on. Um, I know that when I was in my first kind of position of leadership, I had some feedback that wasn't always positive about how I managed and communicated with others. And um, I I picked up a book called How to Communicate with Confidence. And there was one um, quote that like really stuck out to me um, because, you know, I was like, oh, well, it's just it's easier for other people to communicate. And I like had this very fixed mindset about it. Um, And they did this metaphor of it's like a duck um, when you see them like gliding along the water it looks very graceful and it looks very easy but underneath they're paddling their feet away like crazy um and so if you see someone who is communicating and it seems really easy for them just know there's like a lot of work going into it I mean even Emily and I sitting here and talking to you guys on this podcast right now like it's getting better for us and I think we're flowing more but like it's it hasn't been been without yeah yeah and like we have to definitely work work on it yeah for sure. and we get better each time I feel like yeah communication no matter what kind isn't easy and speaking of different kinds of communication just kind of a side note I think any form of written communication you need to just be really aware of yeah. and if you can have a face-to-face conversation that's always better or you know on the phone um then via text or email yeah because it can be misconstrued sometimes tone is very hard to come across in in written so yeah and you want you want to again presenting your best self you want to communicate clearly and however you want that communication to go to others so are you really you're really focused on that I'm, bracelet it's like i almost kind of want to just snap it in half because it's like it's there it's all the way we'll cracked just do through. it and then get over it <laughs> oh it just happened people it happened oh. it's okay it'll be okay right through the why that's the most important word of the quote okay i'm really upset <laughs> moving <right> on now. <laughs> moving on um so another inward thing is self-care um This is also an outward thing, which we'll talk about in a second. But inwardly, um, you know, you've got to do the work inside so you can kind of show up and be present. There's actually, I'm thinking of this quote on the fly because I was reading my quote book today. Um, Jim Quick, who's like a memory expert and like he teaches people how to learn. He says, um, if you crack an egg from the outside, life ends. But if an egg cracks from the inside, life begins. All good things start from within. That's really good. Yeah. Good. That's not even in our notes. Good job, Tyler. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so (laughs) talking about this inner self-care, like we have um, covered some of these things in our previous episodes, uh, but just taking time to meditate, being mindful, um, of life and also your nutrition and sleep and all of that. Yeah. Your um, mantra bracelet that you wear to remind yourself why do you keep going in life. <laughs> and it just broke. Is that some sort of sign? I don't think so. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna give up the bracelet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like you're not gonna be able to present, prevent your best, present your best self if you're feeling burnt out or drained. Like we kind of touched on that earlier. So like, what are the things that you do? What are the habits in your life that help you to show up every day? And like, if you recognize that you're grumpy or hangry or anything like that, like take ownership of that and say. I need to do X, Y, and Z so that I can get back to what I know my potential is. Yeah. Perfect. It's great. All right. So we're going to take this and now transition into outward appearance. So like it or not, first impressions are real and they typically start with your appearance. How you appear to others can trigger judgment on how they think you handle other aspects of your life. Um, you can't control how you are perceived, but you can work on how you present yourself. And then this, we've got some self-care continued um, to the outer portion. You keep of looking at me, but I'm just gonna let you keep talking. So <laughs> I know I'm like hoping Tyler's gonna jump in here, but I'm just gonna keep rolling with it. All right, so self-care. This doesn't require an expensive trip to the spa. It just takes a few minutes of your time here and there to take care of the basics. All right, right Tyler, okay. so this is a little teaching session right here. Emily's going to podcast to me right now, and I'm going to become a listener <laughs> because I don't really feel like I can give. Sure you can. Okay, so my first point is take care of your skin and face. Okay, this is one of your goals from the year, right? You've learned to moisturize. Daily. Daily. Like, seriously, moisturize people and protect. So y your moisturizer should have an SPF of at least 15, okay? You don't want to be all old and leather looking. I will say that I have some friends at my CrossFit gym who, like, there's a, a, quite a few older equestrians in our gym as well. And, and you know who the equestrians are. You do. So let's, let's try to change the face of equestrians. <laughs> okay. Aging equestrians, Aging. a new face brought to you by the whole equestrian. Exactly. And it just takes a little moisturization. Okay? So I think everybody I just made it one. <laughs> I just it just came out and I went with it. So and yeah, so get some sort get some sort of something and reapply it throughout the day. Um also protective clothing. Um if you're outside riding in the sun all day as I am um, you need to cover it up. Like I used to, when I was younger, I was like, oh, tank tops, it's hot, whatever. But like you can't be in the sun that long every day and not have some issues later on in life. So I have really found those long sleeve sun shirts um, to be like a game changer for me. And um, they keep you pretty cool, protect your skin. Um, if you feel like you need a little color, on your arms once in a while because like there was a point where I was like all right I'm like ghostly white so you know one or two days a week maybe I'll throw on a professional looking tank top with a collar um this I'm all about the sleeveless polos but I yeah. spend more of the day inside of the bar right. than you do yeah so like what I'll do wear wear that a tank top one or two times a week and then the rest of the time covered up sun shirt um and also with most of the riding shirts, they're you know they're like V-neck, and I for one have a perpetual V-neck tan line, and I think you do as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I have now taken to zipping up my shirt all the way when I'm out in the sun. Like, looks maybe a little bit dorky, but I'm slowly getting rid of the V-neck. Yeah. Um, and then when I'm inside, I unzip it so I don't look so like uptight. But you know? Yeah. That, that's you know, a... I'm actually part Italian and part Irish, and my arms are pretty Italian right now, but yeah. my stomach is Irish. Yeah. I definitely have a lot of different shades going on. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that difference. Maybe maybe <laughs> we need to have, like, a show us your tan. Yeah. Show us. Hashtag <laughs> equestrian tan lines. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, and also on the topic of skin and face, I just have to say this. This is going to maybe sound a little crude, but for the love of God, please do not have a unibrow, okay? Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. Like, unibrows are not okay. They don't have to be perfectly plucked, but, like, 
there's got to be some definition between the brows. I actually, and that's gonna be yeah my say on that. I quite enjoy plucking eyebrows, like the incest. Yeah. So if uh, if you need any assistance with that, <laughs> Tyler can help you. Um, okay, so next topic is nails, and if you work in a barn, this can be a struggle. Uh, and I'm not saying that you need to be like manicured, perfectly manicured in the barn, because I certainly am not. But I do, you know, like you just don't want to be looking all ragged. The dirt French manicure? Yeah, I mean, that it happens during the day. You're not going to avoid that. Right. But um, if you keep your nails kind of on the shorter side, and you keep your cuticles trimmed, uh-huh. and you possibly add a clear coat of polish just to like... You can find some that have like a strengthening bonus and then you get a little bit of shine without having to worry about colors chipping away and looking sloppy. That's that's a good little tip. Even for the male riders of the world? Clear nail polish is fine. I mean, you don't have to. Like, I don't actually put clear nail polish on all the time, but sometimes I will if Mike I want a little Penn, sparkle. I hope that if you're listening to this, <laughs> you're putting clear nail polish on. But anyway, <laughs> again... This is not like, like my nails are not perfect, but if, if they're just like raggedy and gross and then you like go out to dinner with a client, like, yeah, you work in a barn, but you don't have to look like awful, you know? Right. So take, take care. And then I do have a hack for this. You should keep a nail brush in your purse or car or whatever so that if you have to go somewhere after the barn, you can use it when you wash your hands to get all the nasty barn out of your nails. My mom... Amazon like Amazon primed me some nail brushes one time after yeah. she saw my hands. Yeah, I mean it's it doesn't take long and it makes a world of difference cuz I have you know gone to a restaurant and I look at my hands and I'm like this is disgusting like you know if the waitress saw me she'd be like what is wrong with this girl. Anyways, so that's my say on that. And then the next section is hair which is also challenging after being in the barn Mm -hmm. and riding Mm -hmm. so um tyler and i both have long hair okay so um i feel like there's a lot you can do with long hair to like help with the barn barn hair situation um but people with short hair i give you mad props because like i don't know i don't know what i would do in the barn if i had short hair like i just are you talking like Short hair like that's short, like... Like, you can't put in a ponytail. Okay, but not, like, short, like, I have a boy's haircut. No, I mean, boy's haircuts are easy. Yeah. But, like, if you have short, but, like... You can't really get in a ponytail. You can't get in a ponytail. Like, I don't know what you do. And so, I don't know honestly, why you would choose if that listening, Yeah, but some people do. So, if anyone listening has a good tip for, like, how to keep your hair looking semi-okay after riding... Let us know. I'll give you my tip. Either have long yeah. hair or really short hair. The in-between. <laughs> it's not going to work. So you got to either cut or grow. You got up or down. Two options. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, for the long hair folks, <laughs> I would keep an extra hair tie stashed somewhere. Because, like, I break my hair tie on a regular basis because mm-hmm. I have a lot mm-hmm. of it to corral. Yeah. And it just tends to break all the time. So, like, I have them stashed different places so I always have an emergency backup Um, and then in the barn you know it's not like some chic look but the messy bun that's my go-to like anyone who's seen me at a horse show I have this giant poof of hair on the top of my head typically I'm I'm all about the baseball caps you get them free at every single horse show that you go to and you know I go to CrossFit in the morning, and I guess this probably isn't good to admit on our Presenting Your Best Self episode, but I don't shower in between CrossFit and going to the barn, because I... Well, I mean, I understand. I'm going to be sweaty, right? Yeah, Like, I I sweated, I'm going to be sweaty again. I do shower in between the barn and jujitsu, because I'm going to roll around with people, and that's not cool. Like, do not show up to jujitsu smelling like horse. Yeah, that's rude. And also, (laughs) on the topic of hair, if anyone has good tips for what to do with your long hair during jujitsu, give me a call, (laughs) because I'm going to need someone to French braid my hair for my competition (laughs) next weekend. That's not a Uh, skill that I have. I I can French braid a forelock, but... For people hair, I don't know how to do that. Okay, um, but yeah, no, I just like I put I put my hair in a baseball cap and yeah. Know. I wish I could wear hats, but like for some reason my hair it doesn't 
work with it. Yeah. Like, unless I side braid it and then put a baseball cap on, but I don't really have time to do that all the time. Right. So, anyway. Um, and my hack for this section is to keep, like, a brush, dry shampoo, and I guess a hair tie close at hand. So, if you have to... Um, I don't know, go somewhere after work. You can just brush your hair, throw a little dry shampoo in, side braid it, and you're good to go. Yeah. Like, side braid is my go-to out-of-barn style. Me and Emily actually side braid our hair on opposite sides as well. Fun fact. Yeah, we do. Emily goes to the right, I go to the left. Yep. So there you go. <laughs> but side braid, that's your friend. So, um, anyway, uh, another part of... Oh, didn't silence my phone. I'm bad. Um, another part of your outward appearance is how you dress. Um, and this doesn't, you don't need a, an expensive shopping spree to like look well dressed. You just need to do some closet curating, which can be done on a budget. So, because um, I think that's probably like a major stumbling block for people is they don't want to necessarily spend money right, on clothes. Right. But again, like it or not, like people will judge what you look like okay so like you don't you just you gotta keep it keep it nice looking all right and you can again do this on a working student budget or whatever your budget is but some of my favorite places to, to shop are consignment stores like they have some really good ones yeah. and like you can find some upscale consignment stops or shops um and this can go for riding clothes and regular clothes. Yeah. Like we have this Maryland Saddlery in the area. They have several stores. Branches, locations. Yeah. And um, so you can you can find some nice stuff there for riding. Um, also, your friends' closets are always a good place to shop. Or on your friends, really. <laughs> yeah. I was recently over at Emily's house and I was trying to find an outfit for a first date and I took the pants right off of one of our friends. <laughs> she literally did. That happened. Um, so, but when you shop in your friend's closet, always make sure to return the items clean. We we tra traded pants back. Yeah. At Fairhill International. Yeah. So. So there there, there are op there are options. There's a will. There's a yep, way. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, breaking it down. Now that you know where to shop. Now we're going to talk about what you should wear for different situations. Okay, so tell me, like, say I'm going for a job interview. Like a horse a job. A horse job interview, because okay. we're an equestrian podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you about, like, business casual. And... <laughs> what should I wear? Um, okay, so in my opinion, if you're going to interview for a working student position, if it's just a on-the-ground interview and there's no riding involved, you know, you should wear nice pants like khakis or, you know, like nice jeans um, and a polo shirt or some sort of collared shirt. I always think collared is the way to yeah, go. Yeah, collared is... Um, you, gotta, you gotta have a collar. Yeah, and then I'm a... Like, I just like tucked-in shirts with belts for, like, looking professional. Right. Um, so, and you want to dress for the job that you want. So, if you have big aspirations to to be a professional at some point, like don't go into it thinking like, "Oh, I'm going to dress like this kid out of high school looking for a job." Like try to up your game yeah. a little bit, you know? I don't know exactly. Yeah, I mean, obviously you know, it will be depending on the situation and everything like that, but I think, like, you should be at least thinking about what your goal is and where you want to go and, like, come in with something that represents that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so then, um, you know, another area where you might need help in the dress department, uh, lessons and clinics. And to me, dressing well for these things like shows respect for your instructor. If you yeah. show up sloppy, like that means you don't really value this person's time and opinion in my mind. Like it just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. correlates a bit. Um, so again, shirt with a collar, belt, 
clean boots. Definitely like clean your boots right before you get on. Um, and I do have to share because I made a little faux pas um, in my last lesson, my last dressage lesson with James Burtwell. Um, he was at the farm, and I'm you know working for Philip during the day, and it just so happened to be a super busy day, and I knew like we'd had busy days, and so the day before I was like, okay, I'm gonna bathe Barry, my horse, and he, so that he's pretty clean for the for our lesson the next day. Right. So I give him a bath. He looks great. Like, and I even threw him on the walker right after, so he would dry and couldn't roll because he also likes to like roll right away. Anyway, so he's a roller. <laughs> I, can I like had that. this planned out, right? So he was clean. I'd like really cleaned my boots and stuff the night before. Granted, I was gonna get them dirty the next day, but so I'm working all day. I think my lesson was at one ish, um, and I was wanting to give myself enough time before the lesson to like just tidy up a little bit. Well, it just didn't, my schedule did not allow for that that day. So like I show up and Barry's just got like mud, not like mud stains. I curried the mud off, but I did not have time to bathe them. And I didn't even have time to like re-wipe my boots down. And I just felt so sloppy, but like we joked about it and it was fine. But like if that's how you're showing up all the time, yeah, you know, there's just a level of, um, respect for yourself and the sport and well and that's like as a groom too like you make a good point like clinics and stuff like pull out your white polos pull out your show yeah, tack exactly. you know if you're you're lessening with someone who's like really like taking their whole day like you don't people give up their lives to like do these clinics and stuff like yeah the amount of time they spend on the the road and everything like show some respect for sure okay so jogs this is a this is another area like I used to be my first couple FEI jogs I was like so concerned about my outfit I spent a long time planning for it now I've gotten a little more relaxed I still like to look very put together but um, it doesn't require quite as much planning as it used to I'll tell you I, my training three day jog like yeah me and my mom went all out yeah I got like leather boots leather jacket like this nice fancy dress from macy's like i was like i need to be stunning. on point well my first fair hill i won best dressed wow okay so you so, are the expert right yeah. now go um anyway so to me jogs should be like a dressy casual type of attire so something you'd wear to a nice dinner with your family so and i say with your family because it should not be a risque outfit like I don't want to see things hanging out where they shouldn't be right okay, okay. so that I mean that's keep it classy people right. keep it. it classy um also shoes that you can run in so like wearing high heels is ridiculous don't do that okay or if you're gonna wear a heel make it like a small wedge or like a, a boot heel a boot heel that's like covering your yeah head. I it, it it does make me nervous as a human being to yeah, see people's toes toe. exposed around horses yeah it would be really dumb if you don't get to compete because you lost a toe in the jog. Yeah, <laughs> that would be horrible. That would be, that would be a. You know what? I don't like to take aggressive stances on things, but I think I'm going to take an aggressive stance on this. I I totally agree. And then another thing, like for the jog, keep your hair out of your face. Like it doesn't have to be all up, but it doesn't need to be blowing around and like getting in your face. Right, and right, right. Up. At least put a hairband on. Right, or something. Um. Okay, so another place you might need to dress to impress would be dinner with clients or, you know, trainers or what, whatever your situation is. Um, and to me, you know, you want to keep it similar to the jogs, dressy, casual, nothing too, um, you know. Risque. <laughs> Risque. Well, I was trying to come up with another word because I just used that earlier, but my mind was blanking. So we're going to use risque again. tucked where they should be. <laughs> yeah. Keep it in check, people. And men don't wear tight pants. <laughs> right? I don't know. Maybe. Really tight pants? <laughs> well, not really tight pants. Okay. Yeah. Risque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and also, for, like, dinners, I I like I like to wear a signature piece that can be kind of a conversation starter. Yes. All right. Okay, I do I think, this, too. Do you? No. Okay. But, like, a nice necklace, something that's just, like, 
not necessarily you're going to have a conversation, but that might spark interest and then, you know, go into to detail. All right, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. That's okay. me, me getting the podcast. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're learning. Wow. All right. I so. Think, I think I know how to present my best self now. Honestly. Oh, you feel good about that? I will say, like, some of the things, like, the t- for, like, appearance-wise, like, just being prepared and taking ownership because I'm thinking about like some um, dinners with clients that I went to at horse shows and it was like you know I was a groom and I would have a bunch of horses and I'd be really dirty and stuff like that and like you know my boss would just like pull out her ponytail and her beautiful blonde hair would just fall perfectly over her and we'd go straight to dinner and I'm like literally like pulling off my baseball cap and like feeling my hair really fuzzy but if I had just thought about it and had some dry shampoo and had a hairbrush and like maybe a nail brush then I wouldn't have felt so dirty among my peers and like have a have a shirt in my bag like these are things that I was like I'm uncomfortable at this dinner because because I feel I I feel like I'm disgusting and I shouldn't be here right now but I wasn't taking ownership for the situation and I didn't come prepared good so at the end of all of that like we did actually have a great takeaway yeah so good Okay, so now on to our listener questions. Maxine asks, how do you dress for different situations? Well, we answered that already. So it was a good question, but we were already going to talk about it in our episode. And we still wanted to give you props, Maxine, for your wonderful question. Yes, so thanks for your question. Um, Our other question is from Rachel, and she said, what is appropriate professional behavior after negative or disappointing results? Say you're competing someone else's horse and you didn't have a good go. What's the best way to conduct yourself in front of owners and others in your disappointment? I think this is an amazing question. I thought it was really good. And I think that like you probably have more experience with it. So I'm going to let you fill in the answer. But I do want to commend Rachel because that's a great question. That's a good question. I think it can be really beneficial for people in the situation to like think about it before it happens. So... Um, in my experience, like if you have time to reflect on the situation privately before speaking to the owners, like you really want to do that so you can work through your emotions because it can be easy to like, you know, with the horses, your hopes and dreams are wrapped up in it a lot and it can be emotional, but, um, if you're a professional riding for someone else, you need to remember first and foremost, you are doing a job and you need to respond in a professional manner. So I'm not saying like you can't be emotional, but you need to choose the people who you can be emotional with. Right, like you with. can't tear up and be like, I don't know what happened. I tried so hard, and then like yeah. he just like just stopped at B, and you know, just like that. Yeah, there's no place for that. You can't. You know, it's different if like you're an amateur, but like if you're a professional, you need to handle yourself as such. Um, and so. What I've found is you need to be really honest about the situation. Like, it can be easy to be like, I don't know what happened. But usually, if you really think about it, you know what happened. Like, there's always a reason, and chances are it was something that you could have controlled. Not always. Not always. But a lot of the times. So you want to be honest about the situation. Well, and then and honestly, even if it wasn't in your control, like that's a huge like thing that they say, like the like the Navy SEAL mentality is yeah. like extreme ownership. Like even if something happened that's out of your control, like if you take ownership for it, like how like much more respected are you gonna be? Exactly. If you come like if you go in there trying to make excuses, you yep. look bad, but if you say like wow, I, like, really messed up, and you just, like, yeah, admit to it, you're going to have more respect. Yeah. And, yeah, so take ownership of your mistakes. Um, and then once you kind of figure out where you went wrong, explain what you've learned from the experience and how you'll handle it next time. So, because um, if you're not winning, you're learning, right? I think that was a quote yeah. from Eric Devonder. <laughs> And also, he probably stole it from someone else, but I heard him say that. Eric Duvander, that's like literally everyone, like Ben Bergeron, who's like a big crossfitter, it's like win or learn, and like um, John Wooden, like it's everyone. Like if you're not... Any major coach has said that. You know what, and that's, I told there there was a, a boy who was like, Reluctant on if he was going to sign up for this jujitsu competition mm-hmm. that I'm competing on. I'm like, you've got nothing to lose. Like, win or learn. I've been doing this for two and a half months. Win or learn, baby. Yeah, exactly. So, um, 
you know, to me, that's that's the best way to handle those situations because they are going to happen. Um, and I'm, I'll just give a personal example here because it happened recently. And um, so Bromont did not go according to plans for me and my horse. And uh, cross country is usually our thing. And we just, I should say maybe I wasn't on my game as much as I should have been. Also, it was a long, like really tough course. But um, we, I made a bad decision later on in the course. We were basically almost finished with the course. But we had had one run out earlier in the course. It was this hard combination. And we just like jumped the first two parts fine and then just couldn't quite cover the ground to the third part. So that was like, that happens. Like that really wasn't, it just, that happens. But then later in the course, um, the last hard combination, it was a direct four or bending five and like my first plan when I started the course I was going to go direct four um, and then after I'd had problems I was like okay I'm gonna be safe and do bending five and then stupidly like when I got to the situation I jumped in really well and I was like no I'm going for the four so I like second guessed myself and didn't commit and Barry at that point was like what are you thinking <laughs> and so just like it was really disappointing. That's not how I wanted it to go, but um, I definitely like reflected on it, and I know what I need to do next time. And I was honest with my owners. Right. It happens, you know, or it works well for me because my owners are my parents currently. But like, <laughs> um, so they're obviously understanding. But uh, yeah, I mean, you just you have to figure out how you can take away from the situation good or bad yep and handle it with grace win or learn handle it with grace because people take note of that also yeah, for sure for sure so, all right actionable advice okay i guess that's me <laughs> <laughs> i can do it too no um so one one easy kind of Thing that you can try at home is plan your outfit the night before so know what you're gonna do the next day go into your closet figure out what you're gonna wear how to present yourself for whatever that day may bring yep set it out and then that way you're intentional of how you want to look and you're not like waking up in the morning like tired anxious about what's to come that day you know like you've already made a decision you just put on the clothes good to go and you're confident because you've put some thought into it before another good actionable advice that i thought yeah of, that relates to your topic is pluck your eyebrows <laughs> pluck your eyebrows follow the line of your nose up to your forehead there should be no hair <laughs> that's the color of your eyebrows okay for that so <laughs> listeners no yoon brows <laughs> all right so what's next tyler what do you got going on um i have well so i'm knock on wood me and emma always joke like you should really never say you're going somewhere until the horses are on the yeah actually probably on the grounds um, yeah exactly but i'm off to rebecca farm at the end of the month with two horses to go do the that's exciting yeah do that and I'm really excited um because it's my birthday weekend I think and you've mentioned it yeah, birthday so, girl you know, very good it's gonna be fun um so that's you know that's happening and then when I get back um August 3rd at 2 p.m I have another train your brain um sports psychology for riders clinic I kind of talk about a lot of topics goal setting motivation um, adding some memory tricks in there. Um, that's going to be at Crossfire Farm in Damascus, Maryland. And this is going to be a really great one because um, it's like a little bit of a longer length and it's just all the topics combined into yeah, one. So awesome. you can make it out to that. It, it's going to be great. Yeah, that sounds great. I need to come to one of your clinics sometime. You should. I'll even give you free entry. Oh, wow. Look at that. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> All right, so um, I don't have any clinics currently planned. Um, I am hoping to go back to Wisconsin at some point soon, so I just need to work on organizing that. 
Um, but anyways, I do have some available late summer and early fall dates, so if anyone's interested, look me up. And also, Tyler, you and I, we really need to work on doing like a combined clinic yes. at some so, point. Yes, so honestly, if anyone in the tri-state area would probably be the easiest yeah, way just to for travel. get it started, yeah. um, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland um, wants a whole equestrian clinic, which would include me talking about sports psychology and mindset and doing a little bit of like the kind of in-classroom, train-your-brain-outside-of-the-saddle portion. Um, and I think maybe we could throw some yoga in Yoga, there. stretching, and, and um, then Emily could do some teaching. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, if anyone's interested, we could probably get you, cut you a good deal to get this yeah. started. Okay. Yeah, and then we also we have the USDA annual convention kind of on the brain. Like it's still far away, yeah, December, but we need to start really – planning our topic and what we're going to talk about but we would love to see lots of you at the convention so yeah. we'll, we'll keep you updated on that so and as we said next month is going to be cross train your life so anyone who voted for that topic thanks for sticking with us through presenting your best self hopefully you were able to learn something and yeah take away some knowledge and respect and at least not have a unibrow <laughs> at least at the very the least very minimum so um, we always appreciate feedback, mm -hmm. so please let us know how we can help you. Um, and check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. That's kind of where That's we're at. That's really it. Yep. Yeah, we do have a closed Facebook group, the whole equestrian, that we're going to try to start doing a bit more with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check us out there. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. We'll shout you out at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, so thanks for listening. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride. Record your podcast with a mouthful of blueberries. And chocolate chips. Because why not? This is how we present our best self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yum. Yummers.